This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming companion podcast to dice over everything, where we choose a topic and talk about it for as long as the dice decides. All right, you got the dice ready? Hell no. All right, that, that's how yeah. prepared we are this week. All right. I'm ready. So, so talking about what we've Luckily, been doing. I just this... had dice randomly scattered around my place, so I just had to stand up to grab one. Oh, well, at least it's not on the floor. So, the hard question of the week, what have you been up to for many stuff? Three minutes. All right. Okay, so I actually... Um, I've been trying to finish a bunch of my Infinity, and uh, I realized I'm really, really behind on this um, uh, diorama that I'm supposed to make. That's I a book note. I thought you were going to say work, but okay. Uh, I'm behind that too, but I don't tell. Well, my boss knows, right? I just gotta. I'm actually gonna have to work a bit this weekend, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. For miniature gaming, uh, I gotta work on a a, um, uh, a book nook, basically. Well, I, I'm supposed to be working on it, but I really haven't. I'll, I'll, I've just been painting for myself and also buying extra miniatures. So, so what I have actually, you actually, haven't what have you actually had that much done? progress. I got like yeah. one model done and mm-hmm. varnished. Uh, unfortunately, to actually play them, like for for the army I'm doing for Invincibles, I need like a couple more. So um, yeah, that's basically what I'm working on: Infinity and planning, I guess, my uh, book nook that I have to finish. Uh, hopefully, the next time we talk about it, I'll have been almost done. Yeah, complicated projects like that actually benefit from planning, so you don't just like start doing something and realize. It's I already junk. planned it actually. I just have to actually assemble the hard parts, and I've been avoiding it. Mm-hmm. I got to put in lights and stuff like that, and I haven't really done that before, so it's a little bit daunting. So I just got to put that in. Yeah, all the stuff you haven't done before is much tougher. So in terms of stuff I haven't done before, I've started working on since I've mostly painted up an O12 army, but I paint my guys off bases, and mm-hmm. I just ordered a whole bunch of bases from england like a while ago so they've now arrived and i can start doing bases so Mm -hmm. i did a test paint of the color scheme i guess this morning so Mm -hmm. i think i like it but it's basically using snow and ice bases but painting them as an abandoned city so rather than there being like blue ice and then like fluffy snow on top of it there's like concrete instead of the ice and then dirt Mm -hmm. as the snow so I think it's working out. Oh, so it's not even... It's a snow and ice base, but you're not painting it snow and ice at all. Yep, exactly. You know, you don't, you don't have to follow... You don't have to follow no, the instructions. That's true. That's, that's the entire fun fun part, right? It's like... Basically, I always say miniatures painting is like paint by numbers, mm-hmm. uh, except more... You have more freedom to, to paint like... Whatever... Ha- paint the actual numbers however way you want. So the, the, the guide is telling you you got to paint, like, blue and white and stuff like that. And you're like, no, no, I think I'm going to paint it black and brown because that's your favorite color, apparently. No, this – okay, there's a lot oh, of – Oh, sorry, color. sorry. Gray is your favorite color. I forgot. A, there you a go. Very you corrected. I'm, I'm looking at the base. I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> okay, brown and gray. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. So that's the first question. So let's get on to uh, other special questions. So this one, um, I think we've had this question before, but I, I kind of had to throw that audio out because it's messed up. So if you heard this before, don't blame me. It's because I couldn't actually tell that we already did this one. All right, because I was too lazy to check fully. 
So this one is about one of our favorite topics, uh, heroic scale. So my question is, uh, for heroic scale, what part of heroic scale is the worst? The the pumpkin heads, the ham hands, or the short legs? Five minutes. All right, I'm trying to recall the answer from before, and I don't think we got five minutes before, so this rant is going to go even harder. Or maybe it won't. But, uh, it is a little bit later than we usually do it, so we're probably a little bit more tired. Started drinking is, already? Yeah, that, that always helps with something. Okay, so so I think how we figured this out before was, what is there an actual excuse to be doing? So when you think about like the ham hands, there's like a physical reason for them to be larger, because often when you've got the poles on the weapons or like the handles for their guns... Like, it's hard to model those things right down to the tiny scale they would be if they were in scale. So in order to have people's hands wrap around them, okay, maybe the hands end up being a bit bigger. So there's an excuse for that. Then You, you mean, go, like, an actual, an actual, like, just stability excuse? Yeah. Like, there's some okay. sort of practical reason why they might have done it. Just then, like how the actual poles, uh, because they usually just use pewter mm-hmm. to do the polling... Oftentimes the poles are extra fat, way fatter than a than, than a pole would actually be, just so that it doesn't break off. Yeah, exactly. So like you you can kind of make excuses for that. Then you get to the head part of the heroic scale. Excuses, where though. Th- There's still excuses. Oh, there are excuses. Open. I know. But if there was no excuse, you you just be like, you're insane. And we'll get to the insane part. So then we get to the heads and in heroic scale, mm-hmm. you're like. Why is their head like two thirds of the width of their shoulder width? And mm-hmm. it looks bizarre and it's pretty terrible. But you're like, oh, yeah. well, I, I guess you can put more features onto the head. If you say your sculpting process was kind of like crummy and your miniature molding process was crummy, like, oh, we got to make the head bigger to put all those details on there. And no, it makes so it, it easier. So it doesn't just look like a line for their eyes as opposed to you can actually sculpt a little bit more of like. Like, the actual eye and the eye socket? Yeah, I guess when people were hand sculpting or whatever, and they didn't have good, like, 3D printing and all that, or they were just using mm-hmm. crappy quality plastics, they're like, okay, I can excuse that. The molding. Or, yep. And then, Mom, it's easier for people to paint, too, because they're really tiny and you can't paint all the details, which, once you think about it, you just don't have to because nobody can see them. But yep. there's there's some thought process going on there. So okay, they've they've got excuses. Like it's wrong, but yeah, I can see. Yeah, it's wrong, why. but they can at least like <laughs> they can again they can make excuses. Then okay, so this other- is a little bit worse. The well, this is quite a bit worse than the hands, right? Because the hands actually have a, an actual issue, right? Where you mm-hmm. got to wrap the hand around something, right? Yeah. Whereas the heads, they have a thought, but it's actually still wrong. But mm-hmm. at least they have some sort of thinking going through there. Yeah, they they could. And then we get to the legs in heroic scale. Why are legs incredibly stubby, like compared to a normal human's legs? Yeah, like we're not. Why do people not have waists? Oftentimes they just not. That's not the waist. They don't have uh, like hips. Uh, hips. Yeah. Yeah, like the legs go right up to their belt. It's like what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why is your why is your leg at your belt? Wearing? Where's your butt? Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's more noticeable to people these days because you know. Uh, butts are really in in terms of like beauty and fashion and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i feel like it becomes really really noticeable when models just have weird like non-existent butts yeah maybe that's why they all and need, it's not like, they're flat it's not like they're flat they just are missing yeah pretty much and 
so there's there's no I don't see what the excuse is behind that. Like why why do the legs have to be like half the length they would be on a human? You're, they are sculpting humans most of the time for this. Yeah. And yet the legs don't exist, the hips don't exist. There's just no excuse okay. for this. So that I have a theory mm-hmm. about how this happened. So when the original sculptors were sculpting, they would not they would look down at their model. So they just did not notice the fact that they were not sculpting the the, the hips, right? Mm-hmm. Because they just, you're looking down at it, right? So you obviously have to finish the face, the head, and the hands are exactly what you said. And the body, but then you're just like, with the legs, you think of the legs, but you don't think about, you know, the fact that, you know, people's hips and, like, waist, there's actually a decent chunk of a body. Yeah, but they didn't think. They just, there's no <laughs> excuse. They're the reasons we said they thought. But this one, like, they probably just weren't thinking. I don't like. The, so, so this is the one that I heard, which mm-hmm. I, doesn't make sense to me at all, right? Um, the, I heard that it's some foreshortening technique, so that when you look down on the models, they're they look extra tiny, I guess, because their legs are extra foreshortened, right? Yeah. Well, either that's, way, that's just what I heard. That's what yep. I heard. Mm-hmm. It seems like the opposite of what I would think. Like, if you foreshorten your legs, then they're looking, like, extra small. But do you want your models to look extra small? Like, like I've heard of that technique done for large statues, right? When you look up at the head to make it look, like, extra long, right? And to make it look extra far away. But then mm-hmm. if you make your legs extra far away when you're looking down, right? You're looking down on these models. It just seems, I don't know, it seems like weird to me. Yeah, anyways, I, I think that's how I conclude that the legs is the worst, because I just can't. Their excuses run out. So, <laughs> that's my answer. I don't know, what's your answer quickly out of that? Okay, uh, my answer, we, I would say, off, but... yeah, yeah, uh, I'd say the worst part is the head. And not because, and because it's the most noticeable when the heads are way too big. And actually, a lot of because it's so bad, though, it's actually in modern sculpting not nearly as bad as it used to be because people have realized it looks terrible to have your head too big. So so most miniature companies have shrunk the head to be more in proportion. But so in in the worst sculpts, the head is the worst just because it's the thing you notice the most. But in most heroic scale sculpts, it's the legs that's the worst because people don't really think about them. For some reason, they make everyone super short. Mm-hmm. Okay. By shortening right. the legs. Well, we could probably do an entire podcast on this, but... We should do a whole podcast on heroic scale. We've got to do research. We've got to talk to people. <coughs> yeah, this is not the topic anymore. This is just in general. Mm-hmm. Sidebar. we got to do the research. we got to go... We should call up some people, see if call we can the, get some some sculptors. Talk to the old school like, people, how, like the people in their yeah, 60s yeah. who we know. Yeah, about, about how come... Yeah, what what was the thinking? Why is the heroic scale? We should, we should see if we can get official... Uh, official uh, quotes from all the big companies just emailing their customer service and stuff like that i would love to know why they still do it i hope all the people are fired who started it anyhow <laughs> off off that topic and then rehired when they finally break the habit and start sculpting your true scale mm-hmm. all right i'm very for the for the people all right okay so on the note of like new things now, with Infinity, they've started using CO cast, which is a form of resin for casting miniatures. 
plastic. It's from plastic. Oh, it's actually plastic, not resin? Um, well, resin is plastic, too. But yeah, yeah, it's all plastic. I think it's, I think it's just a normal plastic, some sort of hmm. thermoplastic, just better better thing. Better okay, that, that may very well be true from my experience using it. But now that you've already bought one miniature for the first one that they put out for production, mm-hmm. and I've bought one that's like an alternative version of something else, so mm-hmm. I'm wondering, now that both of us have dealt with it, if you think it's any, like, what your thoughts are on it. We'll see how much time we have. Sure. Five minutes. Oh, wow. So this will be our last question. All right. Man, I, I love the fact, Brandon, that you're always surprised whenever the dice is high or low. If it's three or four, you're like, okay, that's normal. Mm-hmm. But if it's ever five or six or one or two, you're always like, wow, We're, I didn't expect it to be so small. Or wow, yeah, I didn't expect need, it to be so long. We need two dice, and we need to normalize it. That's what I believe we need for this. <laughs> it should just be a four and up. On a on a one to three, we do three minutes. On a four and up, we do four minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the that's my preference, really. Anyhow, doesn't I, matter. I know that. Doesn't matter. It's just all right. Random, all right. Let's randomness. start. Let's start. Go for it. All right. So, CoCast. Um, I think it's okay. Uh, I don't mind it. I but I still actually. I think it's overall really, really good, now that I think about it, just overall. Um, four models that I want to paint just for display, like I'll put up on my on my uh, shelf, I still would want metal or resin because it's kind of, as much as CoCast and other people say that there's no loss in sharpness and everything, from what I've seen, there is. Maybe yeah. they're getting better as they, they temper things. It is not quite as good as actual resin and metal casting. Um, so, however, yep. So does that mostly come from the sculpts? It's like from the cast quality itself or from just your ability to prep the thing or where does it mostly come from? The sculpt. Okay. The actual sculpt. Um, the prepping, I could probably get over that. I don't mind doing a little bit like cleaning mold lines uh is annoying and i don't think cutting right so so with co cast they say you have to cut it instead i don't think that's so much worse right or you have to use a super tiny file yeah so i don't i can see people who mostly work with plastic and then move to metal being super annoyed at not cutting and instead having to like file a lot or cut way harder so even though I really like metal, and I know you like metal as well, like I can see people who went the other direction from plastics to metal being really angry yeah. at it. But just because yeah. we're used to metal, I really like metal because I know how to deal with it. And you can actually yeah. deal with metal really well if you're willing to put the time in because it's, it's hard yeah. and you just keep it yeah. slower. You just work at it and you get the right finish by filing. But because CoCast uh, is relatively easy to cut, um, it's actually not – it doesn't actually take that long to clean up which is fine right it takes a bunch of different techniques but because it's softer you can actually do that more easily yeah so what techniques were you using because it took me a while to actually get just it down cutting. i just use cutting oh okay so so the cutting is the first step i used but then when it comes to the edges cutting the edges often will leave little burr things because you're cutting off such little bits it would mm-hmm. leave because the, the, the material is really flexible so when you cut it it will often leave little like bits sticking out yep. so 
I'd forgotten before I started prepping it that a lot of people had mentioned you just use the back of the knife instead of the front of the knife just to sort of rub those things off. And once I figured that out, it got a lot easier. Plus, I realized once you have those little fine bits on the edge, you can actually just use your fingernails. The material is so soft and just scrape away really light mold lines. You don't have to cut them. You can actually just like your fingernails will take the mold line off. Hmm. I never tried that, but that makes sense. I started getting annoyed and trying different crap on it because yep. cut, cutting will ruin edges if you so, – so soft. The reason why I like it, though, is compared to plastic, which I think for most people is the ideal material for uh, assembling because you know I think we've talked about this before that for a lot of people, assembling is actually the main hobby of, of miniatures game – of their miniature hobby. And so for them, plastics are a lot more – easy to to assemble and so they're ideal right but for co cast i think the quality you get is very similar to plastics um, i've had bad and good plastic molds and injections right so to me it's very very similar um and yeah so to the the great thing about it though is that because it's so much cheaper it, it allows much smaller companies to release products out into the wild um, with a cheaper alternative, especially now that metal is getting so expensive. And because everyone hates resin, you know, resin is often way too soft for a lot of people. Like, especially, So I think COCAST is a good alternative because it's a little more flexible. It's able to retain that kind of shape um, more easily. And so I think overall it's it's great. I, I'm, I'm glad that there's... Uh, that there's a spot for it. Um, I do think that in the future, though, like I'm I'm starting to get kind of bullish on 3D casting. Uh, so I feel like that's going to take a large space of the hobby that we have because we don't we're not really into like the mass assembly of models. We're more into like the the painting and the, the playing stuff, and, and and especially not like large kind of 40k like games. So I feel like that's going to start getting dominated by 3D casting and then probably CO cast as the alternative with mm-hmm. like just super fine, uh, nice, nice display models still being metal and probably resin, actually, because metal's getting too expensive. Yeah, and when you're putting line. it up on your shelf, it doesn't matter that, you know, the thing is super delicate. Yeah, the model I got was an alternative version of a giant robot. So there's a metal version and then the CO cast version that's available for a limited time in some format. But thinking about it, like, okay, I could choose the metal version or I just bought the CO cast version. And I think just because of the weight reduction that I, I prefer having the CO cast one, even though it probably loses a tiny bit of detail, the fact that the model's not going to beat itself up and, like, mm-hmm. wear as much on the paint, I, yeah. I, pref- I think I'm going to... So I will say that for Infinity models, I still want metal resin because, to me, um, especially when you have the really good uh, sculptors, to me... One of the main drivers of playing Infinity is that it has the nicest miniatures out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to lose any of that uh, sculpt quality. Like, if they start doing the actual infantry and there is a noticeable drop, that'll be bad for me. However, I don't have the same feeling for Frostgrave or these other games, because to me it's just it's just more fun for assembling and painting and stuff like that. I don't have that same kind of mindset that I want these to look like you know, have the best kind of details and stuff like that, right? So it's more fine if those are CO cast, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with that. I don't I don't demand the high, highest quality minis for those games. All, All right. right. So that was basically it. 
Um, if you have any questions that you want us to answer, why don't you uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Or if you're alive and you just want to tell us that, hey, you know, I listen to this podcast. I enjoy it. Email us too. We'd like to we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Or if you want to know what we're up to, just find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. All right. This has been Alan. It's been Brandon.